Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. This is a program about relationships. Welcome to our Facebook Live. This is Dr. Joe Beam along with Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, with us at Marriage Helper. Actually, I pointed to her and she didn't appear on the camera, so let me try that again. There I am. This is Kimberly Holmes, our uh, our CEO here My at Marriage Helper. This is a live program where you can actually call in and talk to us about any kind of relationship question that you may have, and we'll do our best to answer. You can call us at 657 383 0812. That's 657 383 Now, if you wish, you can call and just listen. Or if you'd like to talk to us, ask questions, make comments, those kinds of things, then when you hear the answer, press the number one, and that puts you into the queue where you talk to the call screener, and then eventually we can get to you here. Now, if you're looking for even more information about what we talk about when it comes to relationships, understand we also have a YouTube channel. And on YouTube, that's YouTube uh, slash that's mm-hmm. at youtube.com slash marriage helper. Is that correct? That is right. And you were just telling me we're now doing a video of the week. I know we've been putting a lot of videos up, but yeah. a video of the week? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. So we release a new video every Thursday. And well, we do Tuesdays and Thursdays, but Tuesdays is we take a segment of a live show and, and that's our video for Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, we have a new content where it's either me or Joe or someone else on our team who's talking more in depth about a specific topic. And so this past Thursday, the video that we did was, and I, we just talked about this before it went live. I can't remember the, I still can't remember the title, Jesse, how to make your cheating spouse jealous. And if that title evokes strong emotions within you one way or the other, then you should probably go and watch the video. Um, it's gotten some pretty good feedback, interesting feedback so far, but I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm going to encourage you to go and watch the video, but please do. If you go to YouTube, watch that video, subscribe to our channel, and then you'll be the first to know whenever new content that we release comes out. We're doing it every single Thursday. We want you to be the first to know. And you subscribing allows us to be able to reach even more couples and people who are in need of the, the things that we're doing. So. And we already have quite a few. Is it like over a hundred or something like that? I'm asking my producer off screen here. Oh, videos. How many videos do we have on YouTube right now, Jesse? We have a lot. He doesn't know either. So we have a ton, a ton of videos out there that you can find on the YouTube channel about all kinds of things about relationships. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you do that. And you did one that's actually going to be applicable to the first caller we're taking here, as I can see on the screen, that the question she's going to ask. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go to Jenny in Arizona. Hi, Jenny. How may we help you today? Hi, Kimberly. Um, Hi. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing okay today. Um, okay. So, uh, sorry, I wrote down my questions. I just didn't expect to get chosen. Um, okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, my husband has has had an affair since November. Um, we've been together for 11 years, married for three and a half. I didn't find out about it until the end of May. He moved out at the beginning of May, and then two weeks later is when I found out why, and he told me about the affair. He had decided that he was going to end it for two weeks, and then I went to do an opera program in New Mexico, and then while I was away, he reconnected with her, and then Mm -hmm. he's been gone ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, what's your question for today? How may we help you? So my question is, since I started, so I was doing all the wrong things, like everybody started out doing, and um, on, I've been doing two smart contacts for two weeks now, and since then, our communication has been great. Like, we start with non-business, or we start with business items, and it always mm-hmm. goes to regular conversation, like like Mm -hmm. talking better, like better than we have in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess 
one of my questions is how I decide whether or not to reach out about non-business items when we are having such great conversation. Um, yeah, that's my first question. Okay. Kimberly, you have done a very, very popular video about this that uh, a lot of people watch. And on YouTube, we find that people sometimes watch, you know, half of the video and then go out. But that's kind of a common YouTube thing. But on this video, they're watching it almost to the end, and you're talking about smart contacts. So in terms of that, can you answer Jenny's question about this? Well, I think first, Jenny, I would like to ask you a question back in return, Mm -hmm. which is what is the non-business item that you're wanting to be able to talk to him about? Well, so we just a lot of terrible things happened. Like he left, we separated, and then we found out that he had stomach cancer. Um, oh wow! And so, so that's also one of my concerns is just to you know check in on him and see if he's doing okay because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, Janina, um, you're you're good. <laughs> It's okay to feel, Jenny. Mm-hmm. It's always okay to feel. And so what I just heard you say, uh, that kind of summarizes so we can get to the question, is that part of what you want to reach out to him about is just to check on him. Mm-hmm. And, and was there yeah. something else you were implying that you wanted to bring up as well? Well, um, he is like textbook limerence. And like, as I've been, I'm in the Save My Marriage course and I'm already on chapter five and I've been doing like, all of the work. Um, and so I realized that he was in like a lot of depression and things like that. And like, while I was gone, he went to a counselor. So I just am so concerned about not only his physical health, but his mental health. And so you're basically just wanting to ask him about how he is doing mentally, physically, all those kinds of things. That's what you want to talk to him about. It's non business. Yeah, I guess so. And there's also like a part of me that just wants to talk to him. Right. I understand that. You know, if mm-hmm. it sounds like things are going well with yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how you're approaching the conversations now about the business items, but it sounds like, you know, what from what you've said, it always leads into some, or not always, but a lot of the time, it's leading into something yeah. really good and really positive. And so my first re- inclination to respond to you before I ask that question was, well, just uh-huh. keep doing what you're doing. I mean, it's working, it's going well, yeah. keep going forward with that. When you answered it and, and, you know, there's, there's again, because with everyone, it's more of an art than a science. Not everyone is going to have the issue where their husband's been diagnosed with stomach cancer. I believe it would be appropriate since things have been going well with what you've been practicing with smart contact. I believe it would be appropriate yeah. for you to reach out every so often. I would just try it once or twice, maybe at the beginning and see how he reacts to it, but just reaching out yeah. and, and saying, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do for you? Can I bring you food? You know, whatever that might be, see how he yeah. reacts, but here's going to be my biggest recommendation to you. When you do that, mm-hmm. when you do reach out to him for just to see how he's doing mentally, physically, whatever that might be, don't expect something amazing in return. Right. If you're expecting yeah. that turnaround for him to just unwind, you know, completely unload all of his feelings and emotions on you, then you're going to get yeah. frustrated and upset. And that's not what we want for you because you're on a good path right now. You're doing really great things. So try it. Yeah. See how he responds to it. Don't overwhelm him with it, no. but just check your, yeah. your intentions before moving forward. It's very good, Kim. I think you're dead on. And there's a thing about guys, and it may or may not be applicable to your husband, but sometimes guys don't like uh-huh. to talk about their pain, particularly physical pain. Some guys just kind of yeah. you know, pull it all inside. Now, so here I'm, I'm just talking to Kimberly, and, and we don't want to beat this to death, but just to remind you, when you bring it up and ask him about it, if he's open and wants to talk about it, listen. Mm-hmm. But don't push and don't pry yeah. because the fact that he doesn't respond the other way may not have anything to do with you or what's going on. Mm-hmm. It may be that's just mm-hmm. the way he deals with this because some men do. And besides asking him how he's doing, I actually see as business. It's, it's not mm-hmm. just necessarily mm-hmm. personal. If you're asking, you know, how's it going yeah. physically kinds of things that's okay to do. Just be careful and sensitive to his reactions. As Kimberly mm-hmm. said, don't overreact in any shape, fashion or form and don't push it too hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think it makes sense. All right. And 
All right. Well, we thank have 30 something callers to go to here. So thank you very much for calling. We appreciate you being here. And Kimberly, let's go to this next one, which actually ties right back into the same thing. Ooh. Okay. We have two in a row in the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, so Garrett down in Georgia, what can we help you with today? Wow. Okay. Um, that's surprising. I was just as surprised as last caller to get chosen. Um, <laughs> I deal with it. You are on. Um, I, mean, I deal with an introverted. I deal with an introverted spouse, and mm-hmm. she's not the kind of person to like come to me about anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm dealing doing I'm doing the online course also, and I'm also using smart contact in every situation I can. Mm-hmm. But it it just I still feel that distance, and I'm trying mm-hmm. in a, the healthiest way I can to close that distance. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just a time thing, because we've only been doing the separation for about a month. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'll, I don't know, I, I think I need advice on, like, either to be either more patient or just what I can do to be more constructively, you know, to get that, that distance closed between us. So it sounds like that you're calling us to ask us if we should tell you to be more patient. Is that correct? That, that you kind of have the answer in your head? You just need some affirmation on well, it? Well, no, yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. Yes and no. Uh, like okay. I would very much appreciate any advice because I know um, Kimberly deals with a – because I've watched about everything that y'all have. Um, but I know Kimberly deals with a introverted spouse. So I do, like, yeah. How did, how, did, how, did, how did you deal with that? Um, because like, for me, I'm, yeah. I'm for me, I'm very extroverted, like as you can tell, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it's it's like almost like dealing with an alien mind to me. <laughs> In a sense, it is. Yeah, it is. That's why I laughed when I saw his question pop up on the screen. Oh, okay. Because I thought I understand, I get it. Um, so smart contact, first of all, isn't just something that you use when you're separated, and this is not for you, Garrett, but to the general audience that's listening. A lot of times people interpret that as, well, this is what I use in order to get my spouse back home and then things can go back to normal. It's really a process that you do even in a marriage because there's times you have to be smart about the things and the words that you're going to say. So with my husband and my situation isn't going to be exactly the same as yours um, because we, when, when we were separated, it was like a week. It was not a very long time, but it was terrible in the fact that I wasn't texting him. I wasn't calling him. I wasn't talking to him. I waited for him to come to me during that time. Um, and, and so what I, and so even taking away from when we were going through our hard times in our marriage, even thinking about now, when it comes to dealing in my situation with an introverted spouse, I have to be very careful about timing. So if he mm-hmm. is stressed out in any way, if there's something going on in his world, like at work or with, he's in an MBA program right now or with the kids or whatever, if there's something, even a business item, that I want to talk to him about, I need to be sure it's the right time and place, that he's in a good place, that he's not stressed out. And just like I said to the last caller, I really have to check my intentions a lot of times because a lot of times I want to say things in order to get him to do something. I, I have in the past <laughs> tried to be manipulative to try and get him to do things that I want him to do, and it's always backfired every single time it has backfired. And that probably doesn't have anything to do with him being an introvert, but because he is so, I mean, having to think so much about when I approach him, how I approach him. And when he does open up and talk about anything that's emotional or about our marriage or anything like that, um, I really need to be a safe place in that moment. I really need to guard what he's saying to me and respond in a correct way because it will facilitate that again in the future. If I do anything to try and push him even further or get him to do something I want him to do or whatever it might be, it's only going to make it that much harder the next time we get to be able to have a conversation like that. I might be rambling at this Mm -hmm. point. I'm sorry if any of this is not making sense. Are you saying I'm rambling? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I I, I was taking in everything because like you're you specifically is who I wanted to talk to because I just, I felt so much parallel like with, with our, our spouses because she is mm-hmm. just because that's what I'm, I'm I've, I've noticed that too every time I like I try to force it it, it is mm-hmm. it, it makes everything it exaggerates it the entire situation every yeah, time completely yep. every time yeah. and you know and we have a son mm-hmm. so I keep it to that sir okay are you you're breaking up yeah, are you there 
I'm sorry. Um, can y'all hear me better now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so we have a son, so I try to keep most of our smart contact as far as business related to him. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that it, it works a lot kind of fueling that, but I feel like she thinks that now I'm being manipulative with it, with like mm-hmm. I'll call to see how he's doing, and then I'll just throw in a, like a how's your day, and I'll get like a one answer. Like it was fine. And okay. I, I like I don't push it. I like I, I keep it there, but it's just right. okay. I don't Which know. I guess because I want that extra. Yeah, just, but don't push I want it. That extra. Extra. You see, the principle no, of smart no, contact no. is that you want to make sure that you do not come across as manipulative or controlling in any shape, fashion, or form. Mm-hmm. You also don't want to come across as whining, pleading, begging, those kinds of things. And that's basically what mm-hmm. smart contact is about. And with any person, introvert or extrovert, it's the same general principle. Make it safe so that if they decide to talk to you, they feel safe to do so. So rather than trying to create conversations, you invite conversations. Mm-hmm. And there's a very much strong difference between those two things. And it sounds like you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. It does sound like you're doing it right. So just be patient. And if you find that if you ask a particular question, it almost always gets the monosyllabic. monosyllabic. That's the word. It's it. If you'd only give one syllable, one short answer back when you ask a question, I would suggest figure that out and stop asking that question. Ask a different question instead, but just be mm. calm, be yeah. safe, and and uh, and hope that time helps, my friend. Okay. Yes. Thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. Okay. Thank you, you. You're very welcome. Before Gary. we go to the mm-hmm. next caller, monosyllabic. I've got to practice that. That's word. right. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. But for one more thing, that Garrett and anyone who's in a situation like Garrett, hopefully this might this might be a little helpful. So I'm just thinking two days ago, something like this happened with me and my husband, where he. Uh, we got in a fight. He got mad about something. He went into the bedroom and me being the person who's like, no, I have to resolve this now. Like I want this resolved now. I can't live with the the uncertainty that he's mad at me. Like, I just can't take that. So I follow him in there. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, we, like, I want to finish talking about this. Can <clears throat> we just move on from this and, and get closure from it? And when you're dealing with someone introvert or not, they could even be an extrovert like this, but it does, it's not always smart to immediately try and rectify a situation because me going in there trying to, to fix it or whatever, he, I mean, he finally just said, Kimberly, I just need to be alone right now. I just need to be able to think about things. We can talk about this later. I just need to be alone. And so that's a tidbit for anyone that, that might, especially Garrett, I think that could probably help him of just, it doesn't have to be today that she opens up or that you figure things out. It's going to happen over a period of time. The hard part is you checking your uh, anxiety levels about it and you being able to do things where you can get that out, you know, going for a walk, working out, calling a friend and just um, having something else to do to keep your mind off of it so that you won't do things that aren't smart with your contact. Excellent. Very good. And now we're going to go to, how do you think we pronounce it? Is it, it's, is it Samant? Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yeah, that's right, Dr. Beam. That's Samant. Yeah. Okay. And how may we help you today, sir? Yes. How may we help you? So thanks, first of all, for taking the time to hear my concern today. Uh, I lived in Nashville for five years, uh, ending uh, 2010. Uh, so I'm oh, familiar awesome. with that uh, area. Uh, yeah, I was in Vanderbilt University. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, a, a quick background of what's happening. Uh, so I'm married 11 and a half years to my college sweetheart, and we know each other about uh, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe she is limerent, uh, almost textbook limerence. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, zero reciprocation limerence. Um, a guy she met about 10 years ago, she claims briefly, and he's now divorced, and uh, things uh, she is, I believe, um, limited about him, and, mm-hmm. um, um, okay, so where was I? I lost my thought. Um, mm-hmm. How so would what, I, what, how would mm-hmm. I, um, okay, the so things started, uh, the cracks in our marriage started showing in about a year ago when we had a, a miscarriage, when she had a miscarriage. And since okay. then, she basically latched onto this thing. And mm-hmm. because of, I believe, because of not, and here is where I want your expert advice or your expert um, um, view on, um, be, I believe because of zero reciprocation from this, this guy well, right now who is uh, uh, divorced, uh, she's mm-hmm. started believing into alternate spiritualities like twin flame journey. 
and that thing is a is a paradise for a limerent things like uh, soul connect fifth dimension soul connection uh, romance telepathy mm. synchronicity past past life encounters she believes in them so deeply that she says hey this is my new direction this is my destiny now and leave yeah. me alone i'm going to pursue this so mm-hmm. therefore my question to you is how can i break it open to her like look you are textbook limerent and you are mm-hmm. just you are blindfolded at the moment and look there are experts out here let's get uh, let's mm-hmm. take help from them uh, how how can i go about that well, the, the problem is going to be, Samad, that you're trying to overcome an emotion with logic. Mm. And when you try to overcome an emotion with logic, it is an exceptionally difficult thing to do. And so when a person grabs onto something like that, like if this is part of the way that she's actually dealing with her grief over the miscarriage, that, that now she's living in this uh, ephemeral world of, okay, here is, here is this something out there, and I, that's my new destiny, this is what life's really all about. If that's what she's seeking to deal with the pain of losing the child or whatever it might be, then going in and trying to do a logical construct with that or actually deconstruct it would be is not going to work probably. I mean, it's exceptionally rare that you can use logic to overcome emotion. And so I don't know that you're going to convince her of that. And typically what we have found is this. People who have uh, talked to their spouses about limerence a lot before they come to our workshop, for example, when those spouses walk into the workshop, they have a, a wall this big against us saying, you're not going to convince me mm-hmm. of anything because my mm-hmm. spouse has told me all these things you believe and I deny what you believe. So we encourage people, mm-hmm. it's probably not to your advantage to try to explain limerence. It's probably not okay. to your advantage because you're going to get them locked into what they believe and they'll prepare their defenses even more to convince themselves that what they believe is correct. So unfortunately, in a situation like this, the thing to do, and I know it's going to be very difficult because you sound like a very logical and a very intelligent man, and it's going to be difficult for you because if that's how you deal with life, with your intelligence, your logic, that's what's right. right, what makes sense, it's going to be difficult for you because the thing that you do best is not going to work in this situation. If my friend, uh, is, is she still in connection with you? Is she, for example, still living at home? Yeah, she is. Okay. If you work on what we talk about, the pies, where you become the best you you can be in every shape, passion, form, mm-hmm. and become the safe place I'm so that when that. she does talk, excellent, good. And when she talks about these things, rather than arguing with her, to listen carefully and ask questions. Well, help me understand how that works this way, understand how it works that way. Because if you can evoke emotions back toward you, where that she's feeling positive, like, you know, he's really listening to me, he's really trying to understand me. If you can evoke emotions within her back toward you, then that, if anything works, that's going to be the tool that leads this thing to work. And I know it's contraindicated by what you are. I mean, you you deal with life with logic. But if you can do it this way, try to just set the logic aside for the time being because you're doing the emotions, become that safe place, evoke those emotions. If anything's going to give you an edge, if anything's going to help to bring this back, unfortunately, it's going to be that way rather than the way you would naturally do it. Is this making any sense to you whatsoever, my friend? It does. I, I it does, and I I've seen multiple times that logic did not work. You know, you know, in the last two or more months that I have been trying, and uh, you know, uh, it does mm-hmm. not work. So learn my lesson hard way. Um, right. And yeah, okay. I think it's important. Uh, thank you for. I think I'm, I won't share. Will not even bring up this word unless she she's not very uh, uh, keen to attend this marriage. Um, I mean the 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 workshop. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. she's refusing pretty much at the moment. I have not given up. Uh, there is time, I feel, Good. though. Uh, well, be that safe so, place. Evoke those positive emotions, my friend. Okay? Uh, yeah, it, it has actually happened uh, earlier when she basically, Good. you know, told me, like, look, this is what I'm, this is, this is the guy for me now. And, okay, and, like, he doesn't talk to me. Okay? And hence, I'm going okay. after this spirituality. Uh, and I listened to her. Uh, like, Good. that was middle Good. of the night, three hours. Uh, well, so that, that, that's good. That's really good. It actually is. I know it's tough, but it's good, my friend. We wish you well, and we, uh, if, if there's any way we can help, please let us know because we do care. Okay? Sure. Uh, do I have time for another quick question, maybe? Uh, uh, it's it's going to be about... very quick. I have 45 yeah. callers trying to ask your questions. 
All right. Yeah, so this is related. This is about uh, the effect of important life events like getting a new job can mm-hmm. have on limerence, like getting, you know, making your mind busy with something more realistic, uh, you know. Does it, does it help fade it away? It can. It can. If, if, if getting something that makes you really focus and concentrate on that thing can, to some degree, diminish limerence. I'm not saying that it definitely will, but it definitely has the possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you, my friend. I think this sounds like a really neat guy to me. I could listen to him talk all day. I love the Indian accent. Is that what he said? Is it India? Or He's you just India. you just know Indian? I just accent. know. I just know, and I just I could have asked him like, "Where are you from?" Do you, all of it just all day long? I love the Indian culture, Indian people, my kids, you know, all of it. Okay, let's see. I saw who are Indian for those who don't know. They're beautiful. Okay. My children are gorgeous. All right, let's see. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just talking about how gorgeous my children are. That's well, all. she adopted these two wonderful children from India. They're, they're they, actually they are. They're, I know. They're beautiful kids. <laughs> they are beautiful. They really are pretty. Okay, we're going to go to Ashley in Maryland now. Hi, Ashley, how may we help you? Hey, um, give me one second. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Hello? She said, hold um, on. Sorry, I had some repair people at my house. I wanted to make sure I got out of their way before I started talking about my marriage. <laughs> um, hi, Kim and Joe. Okay. I think I'm as surprised as the past couple people that I got chosen. Oh, Kimberly, I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) that's a big deal here, trust me. Um, So what can we do for you, Ashley? How may we help? Um, So I think my question more centers around, so with my situation, my husband and I, we've been married about a year now. We've been separated for, well, officially probably about two months, um, living apart for the past seven weeks. We sold our house, which was something that was kind of in the works before I even knew there was a problem in the marriage. So we're living apart. There's no limerent object as far as like a fair goes. He mm-hmm. just wants to be alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, I'm having a hard time understanding how how to draw him back. When mm-hmm. like how can I be better than being alone? And mm-hmm. that's what he wants. Okay. Good question. The right question. Mm-hmm. When when a person leaves a relationship. And, and forgive me if I uh, sound to ramble just for a second here, but typically what happens okay. is this. They're either leaving because something in the relationship is pushing them out or they're leaving because something outside the relationship is pulling them. Now, just stay with me because this is not an attack on you. I'm just talking about a general principle. Right. And inside every marriage, there is some push. I mean, nobody does this perfectly. Nobody does it exactly right. And so if you want to look around and say, wow, did, if, did I do that? Maybe that pushed him a little bit. That You can drive yourself nut, like nuts looking at the little things. And so when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about little things. I'm talking about is there some major push like uh, I'm so controlling the other person can't live with it, or I'm so critical and mean the other person's just being devastated. Mm-hmm. You know, those kinds of things. Those are the pushes that we look for, like big pushes. And if you look into your relationship, typically the big pushes would have been told to you by your spouse. You know, they've told you you're controlling, or they've told you that you're demeaning or whatever. Now, and so if there's not a big push, okay, like there's not a major push going, then we start looking outside. Okay, what outside would be pulling this person out? Now, of course, the most common thing we see is there's some other person pulling them out. That's probably not the case in your situation, just because of the fact that the time frame is so short that that does not sound likely. Well, what else might be pulling a person out? Well, sometimes what pulls a person out is a lifestyle. I want to live this lifestyle, and I can't live this type of lifestyle if I'm married to you. Like I'm going to go drinking and carousing. Or one uh, couple we dealt with, she wanted to be involved in uh, these sex clubs where she had sex with Ten different men a night, and he was saying, I can't live that lifestyle. And she's saying, Then I'm going to leave you for that lifestyle. But sometimes it's people who right. think that they want to be in a relationship, but actually, they're, they're, these are the people that if we were doing a thing called an attachment style, if we were, do a, if we were going to do a four quadrant model by testing some things about them, there are some people that are called dismissing avoidant. And these are people that are so convinced that eventually they're going to be left. That whenever they, because that's been the experiences they've had previously in their lives, particularly out of childhood, but even before you, that they're so convinced of that, that they they start thinking, you're going to leave me anyway. And so what pulls them away is actually fear. It's fear that at some point you're going to disappoint. At some point you're going to abandon. And so they abandon you first and isolate themselves. Do you know if your husband has any of that kind of background where that 
uh, significant caregivers, mom, dad, foster parents, whomever, have not been there for him when he needed them emotionally. As far as you know, has there been a, a history like that? So not that specifically, but the kind of interesting thing is that a couple months before he brought this up, so back in like December and into January, his dad came to stay with us because he was dead set. He was leaving his mom. You know, he stayed mm-hmm. together for, they've been together for almost 30 years. He was leaving his mom. He said he, they, you know, they got married more out of obligation. He was never really happy. Mm-hmm. And he's actually kind of brought that up in some of our conversations, you know, like when his dad was there, he's like, you know, some of the things he was saying, I was really identifying with, you know, I don't, I'd rather do this now than wake up in 25 years and not be happy. Mm-hmm. So, well, this sounds sorry. like us dismissing. No, uh, it's okay. It is okay to feel. Mm-hmm. And we're so, so sorry for your pain, actually. But what what it sounds like, now you understand, I cannot make a diagnosis. Okay, I don't know your husband. Right. But what it what it right. sounds like is that he's moved into a dismissing avoidant uh, quadrant, if you will. I know that doesn't mean a lot to you, but it means a lot to us. Here's what you need to hear from that, my friend. It means this is not about you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You you have not done any major thing to have this happen, and it, it, I would be shocked shocked if it were about another person. I think what you have here a person is a person who's trying to avoid anticipated pain. Mm-hmm. In other words, not pain that exists now, but pain that he thinks is coming. And it sure sounds like this dad thing triggered it, mm-hmm. that he's anticipating this pain. So while this hurts, and I'm so, so sorry for your pain, I, my heart's breaking for you right now. <laughs> there is nothing you can do to make this change. Because there's nothing anybody can ever do to make things change. All you can do here, my friend, is first of all, believe in you. Mm -hmm. You are not unlovely. You are not unlovable. This has nothing to do with you. It really doesn't. So try to take that into your heart and into your head. Like, my life is not over. I love this man. And we're going to do what we can to help you save things with this man. But, But there's nothing wrong with Ashley here. I'm sure you're not perfect, but, but there's nothing wrong with it actually here. Right. And if, if anything's going to work here, if anything, you be that safe place. And if you ever have any communication about anything and without kids and stuff, I know that might be tough. But if you ever have any communication of anything, you be the best you can be. Where he's looking at you seeing the physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual Ashley is like, this person is actually pretty good. But the demon that's being struggled with here is inside of him and an anticipated fear that he's reacting to. And I surely hope that, that he can get past that. But none of us at this point can do something to make that instantly and magically change. Now, if dad and mom work things out, believe it or not, that might actually be a good factor, but Mm -hmm. it's not dependent upon that either. So actually, well, and they, they mm -hmm. did because, they they did. I don't know that it's going extremely great. Which living with him, I th- or living with them, I think he's seen that. Like he thought things were going better for them, and now he's living with them, and he's kind of like, oh god. Um, but he's actually told that to me. He's you know he did the whole kind of vilifying, like bringing up every little thing from the past few yeah. years that's ever mm-hmm. been a problem. But then he'll in the same breath say, "You haven't done anything wrong." I don't think you have. So, I think this man is living in fear of what he anticipates could happen, mm-hmm. and it really isn't about you. Work the work the kind of things we talk about. Work on your own past. Become the best you can be, mm-hmm. and and your your future is not decimated. We hope it works out with him, mm-hmm. but if not, right. and, and and we hope it does. But if not, there's nothing wrong with you, my friend. You're going to be fine. And while it hurts like hell right now, it's going to be okay at some point. Trust me, it's going to be okay at some point. Okay? Thank you. Yes, okay, thank Ashley. You. Thank right. you, Ashley. Ah, oh, my heart breaks. Yeah. It's amazing how it. there's no age limit to when the kids are hurt from a parent wanting to get a divorce. doesn't matter if they're adults. 
No, the, the, if you look at the research, mm-hmm. they've even researched kids. Well, uh, one of our workshops, let's put it this way. I've seen the research and I started to decide it. Let me just say something I actually witnessed. It was a, a guy in a workshop. He was in his 70s. He said, I don't know at what point you get over your parents' divorce, but it's not 70. Mm-hmm. And even if the divorce or those problems take place after you're grown, there's all kinds of research about how it still affects you. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean you're doomed forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it does mean that there are consequences. There are effects. And and so his parents doing what they're doing, if he already had some fears anyway. Right. Just exacerbates those. It does. Uh, okay. Before we go to the next caller, though, Ashley, if she's still listening or anyone who's listening who could benefit from this, you were talking with her about working on your pies. You're at a point right now where no matter, you know, you can focus on whatever you might have done wrong, but it's not going to be really helpful. You need to work on your pies. Earlier this month, we started a pies Facebook group, and it's called right now hashtag July is for pies, but it's been going so well, and there's hundreds of people in it and it's so positive and it's so encouraging and every day people are posting about what they've done to work on their pies they're asking questions they're encouraging each other they're giving feedback and multiple people have said that there is perfect yeah it's on the screen that it has been the best thing that they've done this month for them that every day they're waking up and one person said I can't, I don't know if I can say this without getting censored. I'm going to use a different word. He said, it's hard to come here and be positive and also have a crappy attitude on a day in my day-to-day life. Like I've, my attitude in life has changed because of the positivity in this group. So I would encourage you if you're in a place where you're like, I don't, and someone said that I thought this was really interesting. Someone said, I understand the concept of pies, but I honestly don't know how to implement them until I got a part of this group. It started making sense to me. And so if you're hearing us talk about the pies and you have questions, I encourage you to join that group. I'm going to keep it going longer than just July because it's such great things are happening inside of it. And I don't know what's going to come from it, but I, Ashley, she would be a great person to be in that group. But if anyone else is listening and thinking, I need some help with being positive, staying focused, I would encourage you to be a part of it as well. Okay. And how do they get into it again? It's on Facebook. So you go to <laughs> hashtag July is for pies and you do that all in one word in your Facebook search bar and it'll come up and you just ask to join and I can approve you and yeah, get in it, see the stuff happening. Every week we've been focusing on a different area. So this is the fourth week of the month. So it's all about spiritual attraction. Okay. So it's, it's some good stuff happening. And this is totally a positive group. So if you come in and totally. you're a negative Nelly, we delete the post <laughs> because this is about people being positive and yeah. thinking about the future in good ways. Exactly. All right. So let's go to this one here. This is Olivia in California. Hi, Olivia. Are you there? Hi, Joe and Kimberly. I am here. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I have been separated from my husband for over a year now. Uh, He Mm -hmm. initially left back in July of last year. Uh, He did have a limerent affair. Uh, It was with an ex-girlfriend, and that ended, I mean, it was off and on throughout the year, uh, but officially ended Mm -hmm. in April, and he reached out to me on Easter and said that he wanted to try reconciling. Um, So we did that for a few weeks, and he was even willing to go to the workshop, um, and I called the office and um, it's just because I'm in California, it was really expensive to try and get to you guys in Tennessee. So that never ended up working out. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually ended up kind of backpedaling in June, not mm. really wanting to reconcile anymore. I actually ended up receiving a text from him that he meant for somebody else, but he was talking about me and he said, you know, she wants me to um, call her and text her every day, but I really don't want to invest my time into doing that. And so when I received that, I completely backed off um, mm-hmm. and I just went back to Smart Contact, um, which, by the way, it's Smart Contact and Pies really worked for me throughout the, the year. Um, it really drew awesome. him to me. Um, so that's been helpful. So I immediately went back to what worked, and that was Smart Contact. And within mm-hmm. the last few weeks, he's been kind of pulling back to me. Um, and so my question is, we have always, we've never had an issue with intimacy, physical intimacy. Um, Mm -hmm. And he, he's not, he's very avoidant. He doesn't like to talk about issues and I have learned not to push it because it pushes him away. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the last uh, few weeks, he, we have been physically intimate, but I'm really conflicted about it now because 
he's not talking about our relationship at all, and I'm trying to allow him to be the one to initiate it. Um, but it, because it's been over a year now, I'm starting to wonder if he's just using me as kind of like a backup plan um, mm-hmm. when things don't work out. He's not. He's presenting himself to the world as being single. Um, he does not acknowledge that he's married. Um, and he actually tells people that we're getting a divorce, though he has not moved forward with it. Um, but he does want to be intimate. And um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of conflicted on whether or not I should mm-hmm. continue um, Do you want right to? now, the main, I'm sorry. Do you want to? I I do. I'm conflicted about it only because every time we've gotten close in that way, um, he tends to, it's like the closer he gets to me, it freaks him out and he backs yeah. away. Okay. And so, so I'm. Before one of these events, is he, is he romantic beforehand? Uh He's not necessarily romantic, but he's a, he's affectionate, and he doesn't force it. He doesn't try and pressure me. Um, he'll okay. even tell me, you know, we don't have to if you don't want to. I just okay. don't know if if I'm giving him but, the wrong impression. Bye. Okay, and that's and that's what we're going to talk about in just a minute. And at the culmination, well, daring is it is it loving and kind and daring, or is it yes. just sex? No, it's it's loving and kind. Okay. And afterwards, I'm going to immediately afterwards, how do you feel and, and how does he act? Um, immediately afterwards, he's very affectionate. Um, he's, you know, he acts like, you know, he wants to continue seeing me. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, even today, I haven't heard from him. So he'll go, mm-hmm. like, days without talking to me. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of hard to okay. deal with. If I may ask, how old are the two of you? He just turned 30, and I am 26. Okay, so you're both in sexual prime, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, and that's fine. I mean, I'm good for you. I'm glad that there are people that young. <laughs> I wish that I could be that young. <laughs> now, if you think about it this way, is it possible that he's using you? The answer is yes, it is a possibility. And so then we look at the other things and go, okay, so what are the pros and what are the cons? Now, Kimberly has just assigned me to do a YouTube video on this topic. So sometime in the next couple of weeks, you'll actually find me. My YouTube videos usually run about 15 minutes because I talk too much. So if you uh, look for that video in a couple of weeks, uh, in the next week, two weeks or so, you'll find where I'm going to talk about this in a lot more detail than now. Because right now I've got three minutes and I'll have 15 minutes then. Here are the pros. Anytime that a person orgasms, male or female, there's a chemical release into the body that's called oxytocin. And oxytocin is a very strong bonding chemical. And so the fact that if you're, if you're orgasmic with each other, and it doesn't mean at the same moment, but if you're orgasmic with each other, then, then that's being released. But not just at orgasm. If indeed there is some affection. Just the very fact of affection releases some oxytocin. The fact that afterwards that, that there's still affection, there's communication, actually releases, releases more oxytocin, which are bonding chemicals. So the pro is you're still married to each other. The pro is there's nothing wrong with this, if you will, and morally in any shape, fashion, or form. And then you do have the uh, opportunity in these events to create oxytocin, which is bonding you whether you realize it or not. Now, the cons, well, the cons would be he could be giving you a false impression, like I care about you, but maybe he doesn't as much. That's a potential con. Another con is that you would build up your hopes. Like if I do this long enough, if if, if we make love enough times and all of a sudden it's going to snap and he's going to come to his senses and want to be with me. If that's the anticipation and expectation you have, that's a con because at some point you're going to be really angry at yourself. I did all these mm-hmm. things thinking this is what was going to happen. And since it didn't happen, now I really feel used. And so if you summarize that, and, and again, I'll go into much more detail in the video that, that uh, she has assigned me. It's like this. It's like, what do you expect it to accomplish? If it is doing something for you in the sense that you need affection and you need sexual fulfillment and the fact that he's not just coming in and using you, it actually does have affection and before, during, and after then this can be okay as long as you think or be aware, I should say, it can be part of putting this back together, but it's not going to be the magic that puts it back together. So that if things don't work out, you don't get mad at yourself and get mad at him right. saying, why the heck did I do that? Now, so there is value to it, 
if you can use it in that context. The fact that he's selling in front of people, he's still single. The fact that he sent some text that meant to go to somebody else that you saw, that's kind of par for the course in people in these situations. I know it hurts. I know it's painful. It sucks. But that doesn't necessarily scare us in the sense of, oh, my goodness, he's definitely using you because that's so common for people who are going through this. Now, so here's the last question because I'm way out of time now. In general, do you think over the last few months you have moved closer together, further apart, or neither? I feel like we've moved closer together. Okay. Well, if you can, if you can handle this with the mindset of it's not the magic bullet, but it, it can help, then why not? If, if you are thinking in terms of the magic bullet, you're going to wind up being very disappointed. In that case, there would be a why not. So why keep doing things that are going to disappoint you? I can't tell you whether you should or shouldn't. All I can do is get you to think it through. This, right. Am I communicating in any helpful way at all here? I don't know if I'm helping No, you are. You are. Thank you. Okay. Well, I surely hope things work out for you guys. And, you know, when it comes to getting here from California, sometimes I got some great deals. What part of California are you in? We're in Southern California. Yeah, I'm still trying okay. to get us there. We're just we got to get the financial stuff in order. <laughs> He's still willing to do it. <laughs> okay. And, and if I may ask, who's your client representative here? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it's Mark. Mark. Okay. And uh, and so it's, let's see, I'm looking for your first name here Olivia. is Olivia. Mm-hmm. I'll go down the hall and talk to Mark today and see what we can do. Okay. Okay. All Thank right. you so I mean, much. I, can, I can't give, I can't give you the workshop. I'm not implying that, but we'll just see what oh, yeah. we can do there. <laughs> no, okay. I, no, I understand. <laughs> Thank All right. You Thank so you, much. Olivia. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, she sounds like a delightful young woman. Yes. Kimberly, this one's going to be tough based on what I see written here. So we'll hand it over to you, the psychologist, Samantha from Hi. Illinois. Hi, Samantha. How may we help you today? Hi. Good afternoon, Dr. Bean and Kimberly. Um, well, um, a year ago, I found out about my husband's affair, and I thought we had we were reconciling, but we had a false start. And come to find out last year that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. My son attempted suicide at 10 years old because of the pain. He said he wanted to feel, he wanted his dad to feel his pain. And, um, I'm sorry. Um, I thought we were doing okay again for the last few months, but, um, I talked to my sons about accepting the baby, about how they have to feel love, to love the baby, to let the baby. I was so excited. They get, they send, he sent me the picture. My husband, we live together still. And last night, yesterday, they had a fight, my 10-year-old, and his dad had a fight, and it went out of proportion, literally. Like, and then he, my son said that we thought he was doing okay. He's not, that he wanted to kill himself again. Like, that this is so much pain, and rubbing it on my face that he's not happy with me anymore that there are things that he wants to do but people think that he's bad because he chose his kids and we ask him to leave because it's so much pain um okay pardon me pardon me while I interrupt just a second pardon me while I interrupt a second Kimberly I cannot understand any of this are you understanding it I'm, I think I'm getting most of it. Samantha, what I what I think you've said so far, I don't know if it's your connection or if you're not speaking loud enough, but what I believe you've said so far is, in a nutshell, um, your husband was in an affair, the affair partner got pregnant, and yes. your son is extremely angry about the pregnancy and about the affair. Um, he has said that he wanted yes. to kill himself. Has he actually attempted suicide? He did. He did. He did a suicide. And, yeah. Okay. And last he night, he and the dad the got in a worse fight, um, where again the son said that he just wanted to kill himself, and um, yes. the son's very yes, angry at the dad. Okay. So the question, and I'm sorry that I can't understand. I don't know if it's a connection of what. No, no, I, it's I just like, um, I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry so for being emotional. Is the son? Does the son have professional help at this point? Um, they cut it off already because it's already been passed the amount that he's um, getting. So 
and they wanted us to oh. get psychiatrists. Psychiatrists hope, but we cannot find a network. Oh um, no, because of insurance or something like that. Yes. And, and, the fits uh, and yes, and we we have to ask him to leave. Yes, we have to ask him to leave yesterday, and um, we asked him to leave yesterday from the house. Okay. The, the son or the son. No, so you ask the husband to leave so that the son can be safe. This yeah. is such a sad, sad situation. How how can we help? What 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 are yes. you asking us? Um, my 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 question is: um, Is deliverance really going to end because mm. the baby is, is there? You know, I don't even know if there's even any hope because I was I thought we're doing okay, and then all of a sudden, everything just blew out of proportion and. You know, he's staying there now with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you ask the question, is Limerick going to end? Limerick, by definition, always ends. We don't know exactly when it's going to end, but Limerick, by definition, will always end. I think what you're actually asking is, well, since he's there and, and she has a baby or is going to have a baby. She's at least pregnant. She's mm-hmm. pregnant. She already did. You're no, she it? already did. Okay, yeah, so she's got a baby. He's there sorry. with this new baby. Yeah. Does that make it more complicated? Absolutely. Does it make it more difficult? Yes, it does. But limerence itself will still end. That does not necessarily mean that he'll come to a senses and want to come back to you. It may. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm just trying to give you an honest answer here. But the question I'm really hearing is this. Uh, it has to do with the safety of your son. And, and I know that you love your son. I assume you love your husband, but I know you love your son. And if for your son's mental, emotional, psychological health, you need to move on with life so that your son does not wind up hurting himself, then obviously we cannot tell you what to do. But I'm telling you, that's what I do. That as as much as you want to put the marriage back together, you will have difficulty living with yourself and you'll wind up hating this man if your son winds up doing real damage to himself. And so I'm so, so sorry that the insurance situation doesn't provide help for him. There's got to be some kind of a nonprofit organization somewhere around where you live where there are people who can help. And Kimberly will speak to that in just a second. So please find that help. But my encouragement, you, you have to do what you think is best. But my encouragement is, number one is the health of this boy, the safety of this son. And if that means pushing things to the husband to the side for a while, I think that's what should happen, but it's your life. It's your decision. I just don't think you'll handle it well. You'll you'll hate yourself, and you'll hate him if something happens to this boy. So get the help you need there, and if that means husband doesn't come back into the house, then that's what that means. Kimberly, are you agreeing or disagreeing with what I'm saying? The National Suicide Hotline. I mean, that would be the first place I would go because it's not just for – I'm would. Assu- i I'm assuming here, but I don't think it's only for the person who needs to – so it's – I think you could call on behalf of your son and they would be better mm-hmm. than we would be in number one, helping you identify when is, when do you need to let authorities know? Because if you believe he's actually going to attempt or do something again, but number two, I am, I would bet that they have access to recommendations for free counseling help with that situation that, that they could give to get to you. It's, it's a big thing in a nation. It's been in the news mm-hmm. a lot about kids not being able to get the help that they need. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I'm not trying to get political here, but hopefully our government will step in and do more about that for the mental health. But that's what we urge you to do. Call mm-hmm. the National Suicide Hotline. Find out where the resources are. And if anybody knows, they'll know. If they don't, call the local police and say, I've got a son. We need some free resources to help him with this. Mm-hmm. Can you refer somebody around there has to know okay. yeah. somebody can help you with this. Yep. But if it were, I, I'd put that as a priority over the marriage 100% at this point. Yep. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that I did what is right. Asking him to leave yesterday. Absolutely. Yes. That child's safety is absolutely paramount and our heart breaks for you. I'm so, so sorry. Okay. So much. Oh man. These stories just rip my heart out, Kimberly. Yeah. yeah that's the uh, that's the business in which we live. We work with people in pain because we care. We do. Hey, David in Idaho, can you hear us, my friend? Yes, sir, I can. How may we help you today, my friend? Hi, I'm um, calling just because um, 
my my wife of uh, almost 18 years now, um, her limerent object is a very controlling, very dominating uh, PTSD guy. Um, she she left me under that same you know cloud of you're too controlling, you're too dominating, you haven't allowed me to do this. And obviously, having gone through the coursework, I also recognize that she was withholding from me having in our communication with each other. So I never knew things that she was not telling me. Yeah. And she's so passive and submissive that she just would continue to withdraw into herself until this other man mm-hmm. came along mm-hmm. and has exploited that weakness in her to the point where she has completely alienated everyone of influence that she ever valued their input um, mm-hmm. to the point where the only person that she talks to about anything is him, texting mm-hmm. him all the time, talking to him on the phone, everything else, the controlling behavior, the dominance is so much worse with him, and yet she doesn't see it at all, which clearly is limerence. However, my question is, how do I... You know, she perceives everything that I'm doing with my pies and my uh, smart contact as I'm just trying to manipulate her because she's projecting a false image of of her hurt and pain and controlling this on me, but that's being fueled by him. He's telling her what he would do. Well, he's probably yeah. tracking her phone. He's probably doing these things. And so he's feeding that. It's a constant negative feedback loop that she's getting a daily dose of her, I would say a minute every minute dose of. Right. I'm trying to figure out how do you combat your, your basic, I know we're fighting ourselves or fighting our previous versions of ourselves. How do you fight the previous version of yourself when that previous version is the person she's with, but 10 times stronger and worse? Yeah. Well, in a sense, it's true that we fight the previous versions of ourselves. If by that you mean we need to become better people, the best that we can be, then yes. I would agree. But but the yes. situation you're describing actually is beyond that. It's what I call, and this is just the phrase I have for it, the Svengali effect. It's almost like the other person has been, what did that word shock you? I've never heard. I'm excited to hear what you're going to say. This is new to me. <laughs> it's like it's like when the other person has hypnotized almost. Mm. They have such influence over how they think, how they feel, hmm. that they literally become a puppet of the other person that's hmm. manipulated and controlled not only in what they do, but in the way that they think and the way that they feel. You, you see it uh, sometimes with cults, that the mm. cult leader can be so charismatic and, and seems to have so much understanding of the person, like can say what they think, can say what they feel. And, and because they can say what that other person thinks and feels, they begin to think, boy, you know me like nobody ever has. And once they yield themselves to that person's overpowering influence, that person will actually control what they think, what they feel, what they believe, what they do, all those kinds of things. So in this situation, you have an unusual situation in that you're not just trying to become the best that you can be because that becomes then that under that principle of people don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. That's why you become the best that you can be. You've got a situation here where you've said she's a very passive person. You said that she never was really open and honest with you about the things she was unhappy about. We don't even know if she really was. What I'm saying is that if she even had minor discontent, but this guy could speak to those discontents. Yeah. And then sometimes you would feel this. Yeah. And then sometimes you would think that. Yeah. Even if those weren't big things, they become bigger and bigger things as he feeds them. And, and in a situation like this, this person takes an amazing amount of control over the other. And until such time, and, and think about it, it's very similar to cult leaders. It's extremely similar. It's just that rather than doing it with a bunch of people, at least as far as you know, he's doing it with one person. And so in the situation, yeah, you still do all the things we teach because it's the best thing you do for you. But until something breaks this power, this Senegali effect, then uh, she's going to continue to follow him. I'm sorry, right. I'm discouraging well, you. I'm no, well, discouraging. It's, just, it's, it's just discouraging because, like everything else, I'm a controlling personality. Controllers like to control everything around them. And this is something yeah. that's so beyond my control that it is insanely frustrating for my personality type to deal with. And sure at the same time, I'm wrestling with someone else who not only 
is much more controlling than I ever was, but he's mm-hmm. actually completely taken her over yeah. to the point where our children are constantly crying for me to mm-hmm. come take them back because they can't, they don't want to mm-hmm. be there because she ignores them the whole time. She just wants to talk to him. So my, my, you know, my hope, my prayer in all this is because I'm, I'm delaying the divorce as much as I can. I'm slowing things down as much as I can. And his mm-hmm. personality or his his type of personality from his track record, from what I understand, is he is a uh, conquesting type of person. So mm-hmm. he claims and he takes over and then he moves on to the next. My hope is yeah. that this just becomes too much baggage for him that her – depression or emotional state or whatever becomes so much that he just is like, this is too much work for me. I don't know because he's kind of gotten everything he wants out of her. Yeah. He may not do that. He may not get to the point where it's too much baggage, too much depression. But once he, if now, again, you understand that everything I'm saying about this man, I'm saying off of what you're describing. Obviously I don't know him. So, so these are guesses based on what you're saying. You understand? By the way, uh, if you've not ever read about Sting Bali back Back in history, go back and, and look at the, the uh, potential, the, the amazing power he had over people. But if indeed this guy is that, if indeed your descriptions are correct, he's probably not going to give her up because of the baggage and the depression. He's going to give her up when he sees so completely conquered, he wants a new conquest. That's if, if I'm if I'm guessing right about who and what he is, that's when he's going to abandon her. When and he'll like, I need somebody else to conquer now, somebody else to go after, and he'll leave her high and dry. That's why. That's why the best thing you can do is still become the best you can be. If you know that you've been controlling, then you need to work on that. You you need to become mm-hmm. more understanding, compassionate, because at whatever point he finally abandons her to go after his next victim, next victim. And again, I'm basing this on what you said. If if and when that happens, and if if I'm right, it's going to happen then whether she comes back to you or not, it's going to be based on whether she sees you as being controlling or understanding and accepting. And so it still has great potential for you to do what you need to do to become the best you that you can be. Now, one last question very quickly, because we're out of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Because your children are having this, have you asked or, or have, do you have an attorney at this point? Yes, I do. Okay. And has your attorney asked to uh, have uh, someone evaluate what's happening to the kids? A guardian might like Yes, actually. We, we filed a, um, a, a motion for that on Friday. So um, Excellent. That, that takes several, several months for a counselor to get lined up for that, but we're trying to accelerate that. Uh, but that's, that's the right move. Mm-hmm. It, so that these kids, if, if they're wanting up being abused by that process, and I don't mean necessarily physically abused, but mentally, emotionally abused by this process, your attorney did the right thing by filing for that. Uh, I hope it works out. I hope that he sooner than later decides to move to his next conquest. I really, truly do. But still, you still do the same things, my friend, becoming the best who you can be. Uh, my heart breaks for you and for your kids and for your wife. Thank you very much. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Okay. And Thank just you. keep us in your prayers, both of you. Thank you, David. We will. Man, this has been a program that's just broken my heart from beginning to end. Maybe we should do a program where people call in and tell us happy things, just <laughs> just for me, just to make me feel better. You know, it would be good. We should we should encourage some of our grads to call in with success stories. Actually, we should because people we need should. to hear that. People like David and, and like mm-hmm. the people we talked to on this program, they do need to hear some of the success stories because mm-hmm. they're in great pain and we're doing everything we can to help. And we do this because we care. Yeah. But, yeah, let's start adding in some things. But, you know, on the flip mm-hmm. side, all of these people – I'm glad they found us. Me too. And it's not to toot our own horns, as we would say in this. A good southern expression. But but because there is so much out there that is so bad, it's such bad advice and is going can lead people the wrong way. And so at least like with David, he's he knows what he needs to do. He knows what he needs to work on. He's right. making sure he's protecting his kids. He's good. looking out for the interests of his marriage being saved and what he can be for his wife to be able to come back to. So even in the midst of the hardest part of it, there can still be a light, but it's up to us to to do some of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check out our YouTube videos, show. please. YouTube.com yeah. slash marriage helper and subscribe. Mm-hmm. So you can know about the video of the week. We put up, we try to put up two new videos every week. 
We and do. So you can find about those. And Joe said, as you heard him say earlier in the program, he has a couple coming out that have to do with sexual rejection's effect on a marriage. Should we have sex while separated? Some different things like that. Um, so be sure to subscribe so that you can be the first to be notified about when those come out. And then from there, you know, this becomes a podcast. So you can find us in Google Play on Android or in the Apple iTunes podcast section on your iPhone and subscribe so that if you can't join us live on a Monday, you can always listen to the replay later. So be sure to do that. And if there's anything we can do to help you during the week, we have a whole team of people who are here to be able to speak to you and guide you to our marriage helper resources. Most everyone today was either a part of the online course or they want to come to the workshop. We also have coaching available. If you have more questions about those things, then be sure to visit us online, call us. We would be happy to have one of our client re relations representatives speak with you about that. That was we thank our producer, Jesse, our production assistant, Hannah. Thank you for all yeah. the good things and hard work you're doing here. Cassie for answering Cassie, our phone. call screener. Yes. And thank you guys for being with us. And you have a thank great you. day. Let us know if we can help you. We really want to.